Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. When I clock out of the hospital at 6 p.m., I'm not done for the night. That's when Gamer Nurse 40 clocks in, and she's got orcs to slay. Sure, I'm playing a 13-year-old in Scranton, but he's a level 53 mage with a filthy mouth. So I need to stay on top of my game. What'd you call me? That's when I crack open a Heineken Zero Zero. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I can focus on stealing his gold before his mom tells him it's bedtime. Take that, kids. Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
It's episode three, season four of the Fighting Cup podcast. Welcome, gentlemen. Hey. How are you doing? Feeling good? Hello. Any chance? Feeling, uh, yeah, feeling average. Yeah, average. It's been a bit of a mundane weekend. Not much to do, not much to look at. <laughs> Premier League hasn't been back at all. Didn't just stuff West Ham. But, oh. I'm, I'm euphoric. You sound it. Uh, I'm just over, <laughs> I'm just over the moon. I just... We've got <laughs> Felonius Filth. Hey! How you doing? I'm good. We've got Ricky. What? <laughs> <laughs> and with us, I'm Flav. With us, for the first time ever, Charlie Parrish. Rap. Thank you very much for having me, guys. Of the Telegraph. Yeah, thank you very much. Obviously, they need to qualify this stuff. Not everyone gets to come on the Fighting Cook podcast. I know. Especially as a request through Twitter, which is a rare... F- well, we get a lot, as it's you a, can imagine. It's a bit pathetic, really, isn't that? <laughs> I begged to come on. It's, <laughs> it's not particularly cool, but hey, here no, we go. It's all right. I begged to come on, but the lads, you know, they, they let me off. <laughs> Sometimes I listen back to the podcast and I think, what the fuck are you saying? Why have you said that? Generally, the second half. <laughs> and looking at some of the questions in the second half, I think that might happen again. You haven't even looked at you, Rick. Nah. Is that the first time you've looked at the running order? Yeah. <laughs> I, I might lose my job, actually, looking at this. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if there's anything you don't want to answer, Charlie, you don't have to. People will judge you for it. It's a, it's a real acid test debut, this. And the sound problems should be sorted. They should be. I, I'm convinced I've got a new lead. The mic's been sorted. Everything should be okay. Uh, quick shout out to the bloke who fixed it. Brap. Can't remember his name. And Mike. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Ricky. And uh, yeah, so yeah, apologies for the sound issues last week. I hope it won't ever happen again. Uh, Al did an amazing job. He did last week. Made me maybe laugh out loud in the office. <laughs> if you haven't, if you're new to the podcast, you won't know who Engineer Al is. But he used to be on the first two and a half seasons. Yeah. Um, and he basically used to sit around, wait for us to stop talking about Spurs because he's not really interested in football, and then answer the questions at the end. And um, he became a bit of a cult. He had a bit of a cult following. And when he left, and we just said, they announced that he wouldn't be on the pod anymore, there was a bit of an uprising. Yeah, sounds a bit like Sandro. Yeah, all over. Uprising when it sounds like he might leave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there's still, uh, even though he's going to stay, there is a kind of bitter discontentment among Spurs fans about Sandro. We talked a little bit about it last week. But you didn't feature at the weekend, which was. Were you surprised by that at all? You're looking at me as you want an answer. <laughs> nah, just looking uh, at you. I, just, <laughs> I love your face. I, I just, I just come here to listen. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, wasn't even on the bench, was he? No, no, he wasn't no. In the squad. no. Um, I thought he might be in contention for a squad place, but I don't know where he is. He didn't go. Did he go out to uh, the friendly in Helsinki? Well, he played it. He played, he played, played at Schalke. Schalke. Yeah, he played at Schalke. Oh, shit. So, I fuck knows where he is. <laughs> Somewhere with his guitar. He weren't, he weren't preferred. That's all he was, I think. He did a little Instagram post, I think, didn't he? To sort yeah. of... Not, not, he didn't go full Sherwood era and sort of yeah. call, call out the manager, but he, he sort of let everyone know that he was, he was all right, I think. So I don't like that. Just keep your opinions yeah. yourself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I lost a lot of respect from last season when he when he went rogue and started going off the social media rails. Yes. Yeah. You know, don't let 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 Tim Sherwood sort of spout off. There's no need for the players. To I do think well. uh, I think it's that that there was this um, there. I mean, there, there, we talked about it last week, but there was this issue about him. I think him believing his own hype too much and then using social media to illustrate his agenda, which was to get into the team, but then. Not really considering that it would actually have some fallout, as yeah. you said. 
Um, okay, and we've got to apologise. Last week we talked a lot about 1882 and how we're going to do it at Limassol. However, um, essentially Limassol, surprisingly, have taken all of their allocation, so they've got three blocks. So probably wow. because of this, there's quite probably a large expat community locally. Yeah. Anyway, so it meant that we couldn't do it, and um, because of safety restrictions and whatnot, we can't do the upper tier either unless we can sort something out with a club. But not for this game. So no, no 1882 for Limassol. So hopefully uh, the atmosphere will still be okay. Yeah, if they haven't won six 0 this week, <laughs> as expected, it's going to be a grim nil. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we all know that. <laughs> all right, so uh, we do. We, what, when someone new comes on the podcast, Charlie, what we do is um, ask them some questions. But in order to give the, the listeners some context, mm-hmm. can you tell us a bit more about your credentials? My credentials as, as a Spurs fan. No. No, just as just a just man. Just a man, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> we're humanising you. Yeah. yeah, we're giving you a bit of character. Um, well, I went for the Telegraph magazine, which is the Saturday magazine that what, comes with the what? paper. You said sports today, you said? When we came on? I've lied. I've made a total massive lie. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not Henry Winter. So. <laughs> <laughs> Could be, one day. One day. That's what we're all aiming for. Yeah, sorry, Karen. Um, yeah, so I went for the Telegraph. Um, I do the old bit of sports sort of writing, like... Bit I've just wrote today about um, essentially sort of sitting with the West Ham fans watching the game on Saturday, which was the single most terrifying yet glorious experience of my life. Um, and yeah, sort of supported Spurs entire life. Um, can blame my dad for that. Yeah, why, why are you Spurs? Us. What is it? Um, it's my dad. My dad's a Spurs fan. I like your dad. Yeah, he's, he's, all, he's all right, Roger. Yeah, he's, he's good. Um, <laughs> uh, my, all, the rest of my dad's side of the family were all, uh, were all Millwall, and my mum said, "Well, they're not supporting Millwall, so that's that's that." And so, sort of lesser of two evils. Yeah. So less less punchy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, so it's been been Tottenham ever since, really. What was your first game? First game was uh, Oxford in the '91 Cup run, four-two. I think Gaza got a brace. Lineker, uh, I think maybe Lineker and Mabbott, I think, got the other two. But I was very much spoiled that season. So I went to most of the cup games, um, saw the semi-final and the final. The final was actually on my birthday. It was on my eighth birthday. Oh and I thought, God. this is what it's like. This is amazing. <laughs> this, is, this is it. And it's literally not been as good since. No, that was no. it. I peaked at eight. Which <laughs> <laughs> I think is the, is the same experience most of us have. Right? Do you remember from that season where you had to, you had to collect the vouchers? To get into the, yeah. every home game or every cup game you went to, it might have been home game. You collected vouchers, and that they didn't have loyalty point system then, so you'd collect these little raffle tickets. You put them in the back of your membership book mm. or season ticket book, and then you use those vouchers to qualify for a cup final ticket. Should we get there? You just had to like post it off. That was like the most yeah. like, dangerous. Anyway, yeah. it was dangerous, but also fair <laughs> as well. I mean, people that don't turn up for fucking Leicester or whatever or yeah. Coventry at home as it was this season. Probably don't deserve a ticket as much as those that did. Those that collect raffle vouchers. <laughs> but there's something gloriously nostalgic about Absolutely, it. To be yeah. fair, you get shanked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the current, in the current era, Tottenham. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who's your favourite all-time Spurs player? Jurgen. Oh, yes. really? That's controversial, especially for me. I just, uh, I just remember I was, I was about eleven at the time, so I was like really, really, really getting into it, and it was just so exciting that we signed this guy that. Sort of was world famous. Yeah, and, you know, I loved Teddy and Anderton and Barnby from that time, but it was just something about Jurgen was, was that first real sort of genuine superstar that magic. I can remember. Yeah, like magic feeling. But then, you know, on the on the flip side, I remember 
it really felt like my heart was ripped out when he oh. held that stupid press conference to yeah. say that he was buggering off. Yeah. And then, but then again, I can remember that. I remember Sugar appearing on GMTV or whatever it was to announce that he was coming back to save us. And yeah, and he just, did. And he did. Single-handedly. Yeah. <laughs> Those four goals at Sellers Park. But was... don't you get there's an, there's an element of the fact that he, f- he used Tottenham to get that move to Bayern Munich and then when he came back, it was a sight like because he had nowhere else to go. So let me go back to Tottenham and let me pity them with my uh, with my brilliance. But yeah. then, in, in many ways, that's that's the relationship ninety nine percent of our players have with us. Oh, yeah, so absolutely. <laughs> and he was a child. I was a child. Well, I was yeah, a that's... child. I was a child, and I remember it. And I remember the the, the absolute pit of despair that he'd get, delivered to me. And it was at that point <laughs> I realised that footballers are by and large cunts. It's an important life lesson, though. It's better to <laughs> yeah, get that in. It's early. an early lesson. It's and that's lesson. probably why I love him. He, he taught, he dealt me some some harsh truths, Jurgen. You're swaying me around a little bit. I know what you're saying, actually. Thank you, Jurgen. Uh, and who do you, what player do you hate the most? Um, Sol. I yeah. mean, it's not really. Just wanted to hear you say that. That's all yeah, I mean, again, just I can't remember quite feeling. Uh, remember like my parents breaking up and there was something about Campbell leaving that <laughs> that week it was just like oh my god how can a man be so despicable I don't even understand <laughs> can't even get my head around it I was, uh, was in the pub and we were talking about with my old man actually talking about um, uh, Sol Campbell leaving and how the fact that you, for some people there's a time where you stop hating him or, or, or always hating him but you stop giving him uh, airtime essentially stop singing about him and I, was, I just said, never. I want him to know until the day he dies how much he's hated and to remember what he's done. And unless he's dead, that's the only time that he, he won't have that in his life because you, you've got to live and die by the decisions you make. And he shall. Oh, I feel sad. At the time, I was more angry at the club. I was very upset with the club for letting him run his contract down. Our most you know, valuable player. I thought, what the fuck are you doing, Tottenham? Why have you let him do this? Yeah. And obviously, over the years, the, the hate transferred from Spurs to him, and it's remained there ever since. It's quite interesting that it turns out that we can blame Tim Sherwood for a bit of that as well, by the sounds of it, in terms of like pinching the captaincy off him and yeah. you know, stuff like that. Sherwood at the root of all that was evil in football. <laughs> I swear, I, I, sorry, Palace. I bet he's a shareholder in Stubhub. He's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he goes in there and goes, charge him more. Fucking more! One more! Um, has, he, has he gone to Palace? No, it hasn't been confirmed. It's him and um, Malcolm Mackay. Mackay have been infinitely better. Yeah, they've, um, the Cardiff fella went to um, Palace, the one who um, Vincent Tan got rid No, 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 not um, him. Moody, the conditioner. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. him and Malcolm Mackay are quite tight, so maybe he's trying to put a word in Palace's ear. But when Ricky makes that noise, I know that he has no idea what's going on. Yeah, so, uh, I feel bad when he does that. Made, it? <laughs> yeah, that's him. Um, because he was a... oh, oh, what mood dog? He was a place of a translator. That's what. That's what the big issue was at the time. So they replaced a conditioning coach of a translator at Cardiff. That's what Vincent Tan was like. Mr. Evil, then they bought a Sulk show and everyone forgot about everything. More Cardiff news as we get it. Yeah. <laughs> if, uh, just, if, if there is any, bizarre, bizarrely, if there would be, but any Palace fans um, listening, I, I well, apologise. <laughs> what What's that mean? Ricky loves Palace, doesn't he? I do not love Palace. <laughs> and your best mate, Palace? I thought we were best mates. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. We support Palace. Your other mate, your other mate. <laughs> oh, the other one. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Dave. 
It is, yeah. Yeah, I don't Palestine. like him. <laughs> cut, cut him out of your life, Rick. I don't like him. I'm trying to. He's just hanging on. <laughs> All right, let's talk about West Ham. Yes. Woo! I thought we'd never get there. Oh. Come on. <laughs> oh. What a weird, weird, weird game of football. Eh? Actually, let's, you wrote this article for the Telegraph yeah. about your experience going to this game, sitting yeah. in the away end. So I got I got offered a pair of tickets back in the last week um, by a mate, and. Uh, really excited then discovered that they were in the main stand at, at, at Upton Park so sort of thought thought fairly long and hard about whether or not to accept because a few mates had told me these horror stories about not just going to away grounds but going to West Ham of all the away grounds is the most miserable experience a sort of Tottenham fan could, could go through particularly if we carried on the run from last season but eventually decided to, to go along with my brother who's a bit of a calming influence at Tottenham Games with me normally so I thought he'd be the right person which he was kept me kept me sort of quiet for the entire game and yeah it was just bizarre sort of the full range of sort of Tottenham supporting emotions from what was it like being despair. surrounded by that scum though? <laughs> do you know what they, were, they weren't that bad they were just quite miserable for the entire game I think as soon as Noble missed that penalty mm. they had this air of sort of despondency that they knew what was coming it was it was a bit like supporting Spurs but like <laughs> ten times worse with that sort of sense of dread that was yeah. that was sort of that engulfing everyone it was horrible bitter taste of inevitability I, c- yeah. I couldn't think of doing anything worse than watching Tottenham <laughs> In the West Ham, and it has got to be one of the probably the worst thing. It, it, it reminds me of it's like someone saying to me, I'll oh, come and meet this geezer and shake his hand. By the way, he has fucked your missus. <laughs> and you're like, Mate, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do it. Do I have to just, just to get into this place? Fucking hell, man. You shake his hand though, yeah, I would. Wouldn't, look, wouldn't make eye contact though. <laughs> would you do a limp, like a limp? <laughs> Limp-wristed one. Uh, my, my eyes would quickly flick to the groin area just to see if, if he's packing any heat. <laughs> and, then, and then I'd be like, right. Then you try and pinch his helmet. Yeah. Speaking of which, someone asked if, uh, was you uh, pinching your helmet the whole game? Not, the whole, had... not the whole game. Not what, the whole game. What about the penalty? When the penalty? Uh, no, the penalty, because I'd kind of resign myself to that. It's gone in, the player sent it off. So, you know, it, it, I just it was kind of going to carry on from last season... But um, one of my my newest techniques to to let off some steam because my helmet is very tired of being pinched is uh, swearing into the crook of my arm so my family can't hear. So it muffles it. Show us. There you go. So I let out my anger, but it's in the crook of my arm so no one knows what's going on. So it's all right. Why can't you swear in your own house? I've got... Two children, that's one and three. The one-year-old, one she ain't going to say nothing. But the three-year-old, she knows. She's a grass. Yeah, yes, she's, she's a grass. grass. <laughs> Is she? Yeah. <laughs> well, oh what kind of stuff she grass you up to that? Well, you know, it's late at night and she comes over and she's like, Daddy, can I have some chocolate? I'm like, no, it's like eight o'clock. You've got to go to bed now. It's like three in the morning. And then, and then she went, oh, please, Daddy. And I'll be like, all right, all right, just a little bit. And she has it, and she, mummy, mummy, look what daddy. And I'm like, what are you doing, man? Villains! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on, mate. <laughs> um, I was going to say, I mean, obviously, I didn't have access to the internet before the game, but what was your reaction to the lineup? Um, it was on, on Twitter, it was, it, there, was, there wasn't much going on at all. It was the first time in probably two years that there hasn't been a complete meltdown mm. it was generally okay is what I saw I think it was 
people were actually giving the managers some breathing space. I know who'd have funk it. Yeah. <laughs> I think there was a there was a tiny bit of why is Davies not starting? Yeah. Why, why are we getting? Yeah, yeah, no, no. I think yeah, I'd, I'd agree, seen yeah. after the Schalke game there seemed to be a wave of perhaps common sense thinking perhaps it's the best thing for Davies to be eased in a bit. But, yeah. And Rose was all right. I thought it was good. Was all right. I thought he'd done really well. I thought he's strong defensively. Yeah. What really? Yeah. What, what did I see? What did you see that I didn't? Well, uh, particularly in the first half, I thought they were coming down our our right hand side with ease and Downing. Yeah, he, he had he a was, good game. Yeah. He, he was coming in on his left hand to whip the balls in. It was like show, show him to your, to your, what are you fucking doing, man. Well, I agree. I agree. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I, thought, I, thought gonna, I thought you were going to let hate spill on me then. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> he, kept, he kept doing the same move over and over again. Yeah. Just like show him, show him to his right foot. He ain't got nothing. And yeah. yet he kept doing the same thing. And yeah. it's like, you know West Ham are going to play that direct football and whip balls in higher. And then it was like we we hadn't prepared for it. It was, it, was got, it kind of felt like uh, we were playing to our own philosophy and strengths and not yeah. doing any homework on them. And we knew... All of us knew what was going to happen, and it kept happening. You know, a few people have talked about Eunice Cabal. I mean, some people have even said that he's finished. What did you guys think of his performance? I thought it was all right. I don't, I don't get, I don't understand what, it, what, what's going on. He had that frightening moment where he, yeah. I think, he took the ball out yeah. and then suddenly, oh, yeah, sort of that. got a bit of a nosebleed and realised where it yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. It took ages. <laughs> it was like he was playing a training game. Right? Yeah, and uh, he's he's doing that more and more. And those marauding runs used to end up in a sort of little pass or. A corner or something, and now it's like impending. And doom. people say he can play right back. I mean, look at the state of him. It's that one, he? that one moment at City. Yeah, that was it. When he when he came to us uh, the first time, um, he he was uh, you know you could see that he was a quality player, but he always tried to play the ball from the back and go that a little bit too far, and there was that little delayed pass where he'd be closed down. Yeah. Um, and you saw a little bit of that against West Ham, but. Um, for me, he's been out injured so many times. He's still very rusty. Um, you, you can't like when a player comes back from injury. It's not right. I do two weeks of training and I'm back. That's it. I'm back to where I am. Mm. You've literally got to go for two, three months of playing week in, week out, knowing knowing how to play, how your teammates play, getting that sharpness, finding your position, knowing what your keeper's doing. There's a lot to there's a lot to take in. Which I suppose the the problem we got at the moment is it's such a makeshift back four, which you know it was amazing to me that we kept a clean sheet considering not only was it you know, if you'd have told me that the sort of beginning of the summer that our back four going into the start of the season would be what Norton sort of Dyer, who I hadn't heard of before June, sort of injured old Eunice and, and yeah. Danny Rose, yeah. I mean and we'd keep a clean sheet with ten men, <laughs> I mean I'd have ripped your arm off. But yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I worry about Kabul right now. Wayno uh, Miller are stru- uh, struggled up front, dodgy at the back. Um, he says, "Should you be or should we should stop moaning and, and be happy with the three points?" Yes, it's the first game of our first manager. Of course, we should be happy with the three points. It was a clean sheet, despite the fact that there were a few a few terrible defensive errors that led to them potentially to better strikers would have would, uh, would you know would have conceded. Cotton Cole and Nolan had less shots on target than the geezer who ran on the pitch and <laughs> took the free kick. That was awesome. Yeah. I thought he was going to go in as well. Yeah. I thought Lawrence was going to let him. Have, I thought Hugo was going to let him have the goal. But what a he, bad effort. It wasn't was a bad at all. Yeah, but the professional, Lawrence. Well, exactly. It never, you know, never fails. But Etienne Capoue did, did quite well. Actually. Yeah. I mean, um, he didn't play against Schalke, did he? 
No, no, he was injured. So, I, yeah. so, so I think we'll. I presume that he wouldn't get a game on on a Saturday, but he did quite well. I think he moved back to centre back to help out a couple at times. Absolutely, and, yeah. Yeah, yesterday played very well. But um, there has been. I mean, Lamella was someone who we. I think we all thought we didn't have a good season, and he did struggle uh, there. I felt at, in parts. I'm. Um, I'm. I'm <laughs> I felt a bit embarrassed watching him at points with uh, sitting around the West Ham fans because they were laughing at oh. certain bits, which is bad. Like, when bad. the West Ham fans are laughing because he just keep, keeps doing that weird sort of left foot flicking over yeah. the ball, flicking <laughs> over the ball like he's got one leg. <laughs> Not even he's one foot, he's, he's got actually no got one leg. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's astonishing. Yeah. <laughs> and they took his legs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lamella. <laughs> they took his leg. Um... Yeah, he does do that. It's weird. It's like he's flattering to deceive a little, well, completely. But I mean, I'm, I'm willing to be patient with him. I mean, we've waited this long. I think give him, give him ten games. I'm willing to be patient. Only, I mean, well, I, I made a tweet this week about um, saying it's madness to, to even think about selling Townsend when he should be starting in front of Lamella. And I believe that that is still the truth. He, he was a game changer. I honestly think that he was the game changer. Yeah, absolutely. Saturday. He should be starting in front of Lennon, who I, I, I literally he was anonymous. Lost. He blew it. Complete faith it. in. I don't know what he does. With uh, <clears throat> I'm not making excuses for Lamella's performance, but um, a lot of the pre-season friendlies, um, he was paired up with uh, Saldado, um, and they kind of uh, you, you've seen on Instagram and social media they've they've built up this chemistry and bond and stuff, mm. um, and he hasn't really put, not that I know of that uh, he hasn't really had a chance to work with Adebayor, so I don't know if. Oh, come if, on, man! Of course he has. It's been training. Yeah, yeah tra- training's... Di- I don't know, it's a bit different, though. Well, hang on, you're basing your assumption on Instagram pictures <laughs> yeah, and Insta- fucking yeah. the fact that they played a game together in pre-season. It's everything in social media is true. <laughs> <laughs> of course he knows how to play with Ali Bio. No, no, they haven't, they haven't got that, you know, that on the same wavelength. Also, I mean, I think a bigger question is whether or not Ali fits that style of play because he does hold the ball up for sometimes that little bit too long. So yeah. Dardo in pre-season seems to be a bit more attuned to releasing the ball early. So I, why, I, why didn't he start then? Well, I mean, alarm bells rang with me when I saw Harry sort of rise up. You're telling me, mate. But, it's like I had a fucking clock around my neck. <laughs> and it was smashing me in the face. Harry Kane, Harry Kane. But then he, he, sets, well. up, he sets up the goal. Beautiful he? pass through for uh, Eric Dier. Um Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that moment. Oh. Firstly, T, you was at the game. Yeah. Um, what was it like in the uh, in the away end as the ball went in? I was, it was awesome. But I think just before that, he'd done a long burst and run, mm. almost a full length of the pitch. And I think um, it went out for a throw. And I've done I think, I think, I can't remember what the throw. But basically, just, you know, the game's just whittling down. It's going to be going to be a nil-nil draw. Their friends are singing nil-nil in your cup final. Yeah. And we're like, oh, just fuck off, yeah. <laughs> so, so then Harry Kane gets the ball. And he puts it through to Herrick Dia, but you know when you watch something happen in front of you and you're not sure it's actually happening? So I think he's, he's just going to, the keeper's going to save this, because mm. he had a good game, the keeper, to be fair. Yeah. And he takes it around him and it took hours for the ball to go in. Yeah, yeah. It seemed like it took ages. Then when the ball went in, it was just pandemonium And I just assumed it was offside for ages. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not even going to bother. I was waiting for the flag and yeah. there was no flag. And then I ran to my hallway and shouted in the crook of my eye, like a motherfucker. Booting your grass at the door out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, it was pandemonium. I think this is... This, this might have been the first late win I've seen like that away from home. It was just, it was just amazing. Uh, we got a good question from Sean Connolly. And he asked... Uh, 
what what goal brought you more more joy? Because obviously we've got a, almost like a habit of scoring late winning goals over there. Bow's goal, Stalteri's goal, or Diaz. I, I, I think this one. Really? I was just so happy for him. <laughs> it was such a dream debut. And Did you celebrate? Like such celebrate? A, no. My brother and I looked at each other and sort of had this fixed, sort of bulging eye, <laughs> can't move our mouths, and we just grabbed each other's legs because it was the only thing we could do that was like undercover enough. I, I think I walked out. That's pretty we just, I was just then terrified. I was like, oh God, there's still like 60 seconds. They're probably yeah. going to go at the other end. You now. see Pochettino actually talking to the third, going, how much time? How much time? Yeah. And he looks at him and all right, we've won. <laughs> I remember when uh, I went to Villa away and um, me and my dad, we can only get a ticket in the whole end. And uh, we hadn't won there in something like nine years and Sheridan scored and we won 1-0. And when we when we had scored, it was kind of just standing there and just after reading your article, just trying to be as... Just trying to be as normal as you could. <laughs> but so there's so much calculating. How long do I stay silent for? Do I pump my fist and say, fucking hell, Villa? What, what do I do? And then my dad is nudging me harder and harder. I'm like, Dad, what are you doing? You're being a dick. We're going to get found out here. Fucking, oh, God, man. I will never, ever watch another game in the away end ever again. I'd rather tell you the... Uh, I mentioned on, on the pod, I don't know if I did, I might have done, but my brother uh, had a box in the old Highbury and he took my dad, because it couldn't, obviously really difficult to get tickets to Arsenal away, even still is now, and uh, they were in the box, and it was the one when Robbie Keane scored, where Joel went, play on, play on, yeah, play yeah, on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, they scored, and the whole time, my brother was saying, uh, no no one cheer, we're in, well, this is a client's box, we've only got, gone to this game because we couldn't get tickets in the way, and desperate to go, remain composed if we score. And my dad was like, okay, no problem, there's two other Spurs fans with them, you know what's coming, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Keane scored and they went fucking ballistic all four of them just screaming like hugging each other going yeah yeah <laughs> do you know what happened not a fucking thing not a thing they could have done what, they could have been singing, singing they had about day. three grand each probably to be there <laughs> well no it was, it was on, on the hospitality. company hospitality but it, not a thing nothing <clears throat> which pretty much sums up Arsenal as a fan base that is true <laughs> so which goal do you prefer Rick of the three <laughs> Um, I would probably say Bales because it was an absolute worldie. Yeah. And I think at that time we were going for Champions League and at that point it was so close that it was just, I just couldn't bear West Ham to be like, oh, we fucked your season up, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And there's time ticking down and it was like, and the commentary just, oh, it just, Oh, fucking hell. It's like, he was saying, and it's Bale, and it's Bale. Oh! <laughs> it's like, yeah! <laughs> 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 I was like, fucking hell, man. That is amazing. It's got to be Stalteri, though. I know you guys. Oh, I can say yeah. the same. Mate, that, the, that game, if, there's, a, there's a brilliant video on YouTube that has it all. And the fact that the best bit about it, other than beating them bastards, was the commentator who just went... Oh no! Oh, what do you great. mean? Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Commentating on the game. What do you mean? Oh no! Yeah. I was like, "Fuck you, commentator." Who was it? That was Andy Green. Probably Andy Green. They were balanced stay up or something, weren't they? Uh, 
fucking and Kirby's <laughs> boots his bottle up in the air. It's just beautiful. We, and they were up as well. They were beating us 2-0, I think. Yeah, because yeah. 2-0 down. I thought we had no chance. And then Berbatov scores a free kick. Yeah, naughty free kick. And then I think Tanya got, got a goal. Yeah, after oh, Timo. Quality little... Uh, you look a bit like Timo, actually. I love Timo. Love Timo. Yeah, he's very got true. that awful brown shirt with Tanya number six on the back, which is... That was a terrible shirt. Only... <laughs> my only worst one of that is an Andy Reid shirt that I, for some reason, decided on. <laughs> I've got an got Andy Reid. Reid number 19, home shirt. Oh, yeah. my God. Skin-tight kappa, awful. <laughs> anyway, let's move on quick. <laughs> All right, I'm saying Stelterry, you're saying Stelterry as well, yes. T. Yes. OK, uh, and that's it for the first half. We've got Windy. Uh, I haven't listened to it this week, so I'm not sure what's going on, but I'm probably talking about the kids. Uh, we haven't discussed Norton sending off. Oh, right, then quickly, let's do that. Because uh, I know Windy will kill us. Yeah. yeah. Windy doesn't know what we think. <laughs> let, let's <coughs> basically, quickly... Flav, what do you think? I think it's a penalty. It shouldn't be sent off. T? Penalty, not a red, but according to the rules, I can see why they've done it. Penalty, red. I think anyone stupid enough to put their arms up like that gets what's coming to them. Mm. We're going to edit that part out, Wendy. Yeah. <laughs> that's, not, that's not how we do things on this podcast, really. <laughs> you toe the line on, you fuck off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> really Come on, Rick. Uh, penalty, yellow. Yeah. Although the rules say it's red, red. I mean, penalty, red. Yeah. So. Just watching the replay, but I was so mad with him for being so fucking but what, stupid. But that's what, that's what human beings do, right? know, they, they throw their arms up but in the air. Yeah, he turns his back as well. Was, yeah, this is it. So there's yeah. a problem in being a pussy boy. Yeah. Um, fuck boy. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, so there, there you go, Wendy. <laughs> From one fuck boy to another, <laughs> is Windy. <laughs> Hi, Windy here, back with the weekly youth update, looking at our young players and players out on loan. Starting off with the loanees, Alex Pritchard played the full game for Brentford as they lost 1-0 at Bournemouth. Grant Hall played 90 minutes for Birmingham in their 1-0 home win against Brighton. Kenny McAvoy scored his first ever senior goal as Peterborough beat MK Dons 3-2. His goal was a deflected effort from range, but he was substituted at half-time. Shaq Coulthurst played 81 minutes for Southend as they beat Stevenage 2-0. Jordan Archer was again an unused sub for Northampton Town in their one-all draw at York. And finally, Grant Ward was an 86-minute sub as Chicago Fire lost 1-0 at Montreal Impact. The under-21s kick off against West Ham tonight at Stevenage with John O'Beaker, Christian Ceballos, Ryan Fredericks and Milos Velkovic in the squad. Also in the squad is 16-year-old goalkeeper Tom Glover. I watched the under-18s comprehensively beat Norwich 4-2 on Saturday. Ryan Loft opened the scoring but Norwich equalised after a goalkeeper error from Harry Voss. Anthony Georgie went straight up the other end to put us a 2-1 up, before Ryan Loft finished off Georgie's cross for 3-1. Man of the match, Kyle Walker-Peters completed our scoring with a brilliant strike from long range. I promised last week that I'd answer more questions from Twitter, so starting off with a question from Danny Ginsberg. He says, what are the expectations for Adua and Onomar this season? Um, I would personally expect both to get some kind of first-team experience at some point, either in our first team or out on loan. Perhaps they could go out on loan in the January transfer window, having had a few minutes here and there in the Europa League, depending on whether we qualify. At Fraser Rico 86 who made such an impressive debut on the pod last week, said, Ceballos seemed to get a few impressive minutes in pre-season. Should we expect him to go out on loan this year? I would either expect Ceballos to go out on loan or be sold, 
Not that he's a particularly bad player, but for me, he does lack end product. And we're a side now playing 4-3-3 that we need wingers who uh, score or assist regularly. Huddle Waddle on Twitter says, Will Mason, Carroll, Ceballos or Velkovic be first-team players this season? Based on pre-season, I would expect Mason and Velkovic to get some game time, given that both were really impressive. Also, Velkovic is adaptable. He can either play at centre-back or in defensive midfield, so he gives us good options. Um, Carroll is probably going to be going out on loan. And like I said with Ceballos, I'd expect him to either go out on loan or be sold. Finally, at Ali underscore Coyd87 says, Could we ever see a time when we have an academy as impressive as Southampton's, producing that level of talent? Southampton's an interesting one because... Previously, there were FA rules, meaning that 8- to 11-year-olds had to live within 60 minutes travelling time of the training ground, and 12- to 16-year-olds had to live within 90 minutes. Um, Southampton's academy had half its radius in the English Channel, so they went and set up various other um, kind of training centres, including in the West Country. I mean, as a comparison, our catchment area obviously includes Bedford, Buckinghamshire, North and South London, Essex, and so we had a pool of 15 to 20 million people. Um, I think... What Southampton did, therefore, was focus on uh, producing not only these um, satellite training centres, but also one key training centre. And the one that they invested heavily in was Darwin Lodge, which is in Southampton. Basically, they built, they bought a local hotel um, for 250000 and made all their academy scholars live there. They had a lady running it called Julia Upson, who's since become quite famous because Walcott and Bale, for example, were there at the time that she was, was running it. And apparently she was a kind of matriarchal figure who made sure that the young players' diets and education were just right. Um, and that's really worked wonders for them. Now, with the abolition of the 90-minute rule, there's no longer a catchment area as such, and that could lead to new scouting methods and more money going into creating scouting networks. I would say, given our hugely impressive training centre, there's every chance that we could match Southampton's achievements eventually. That's it for this week, but if you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter, at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs. Welcome back, everybody. Second half of the Fighting Cock Podcast. Thank you very much, Windy. Thank you, Windy. Cheers, Windy. Legend. Copper. Copper. <laughs> Why are we saying that again? I forgot. Well, because of the old, um, you know, about oh, the rules. Oh, playing by the rules. Yeah. Yeah, it does sound smacks of uh, copperism. Blatant 5-0. 5-0, the Fed. Um, I want people to come up with a good song for Eric Dyer, Dyer, because uh, we we couldn't figure one out at football the other day, and he deserves it after that. If he never scores another goal for Spurs, that's enough. Probably be something along the lines of making West Ham cry. In injury time, yeah. and some other shit. Some sort of sex on fire, sex on dire. Ooh. Oh, that's a bit oh. weird. <laughs> sex on fire. Sex, sex is on dire. He's Eric Dyer. Something. Something yeah, along those lines. I feel a bit weird, so it's fine. <laughs> um, yeah. So send your suggestions in. We did this for the first season when uh, uh, Ben Wiresuakoto didn't have a song. What about that guy? APK. Is that his name? Alexander P. Coons, that weirdo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, he's not a weirdo. Yeah, he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's a top bloke. <laughs> but he made some really good... No, he's, the Friedel one. His songs are weird. They <laughs> were <laughs> weird. If that's anything to judge his character by, then yeah. you're probably right. Yeah. Uh, it's like, Friedel, Friedel, Friedel. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you play, Friedel. He's <laughs> from the USA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Alex, okay. if you can think up a song, send one in and we won't laugh. 
Um, okay, so the, po- the podcast is uh, partnered with an organisation called Calm. Suicide is the biggest killer of men under 50. It's thought that it's because men don't talk about their problems. If you're feeling sad or low, talk to someone. It doesn't have to be someone you know. Calm of a helpline from 5pm till midnight every day of the week, 0808. 802-5858 uh, there's some other stuff that they're doing at the moment uh, to help men as well you can text them it's 07537 404717 but probably the best thing that they've done is this online chat room type thing where you can talk to professionals if you need to help I think that's a, a good way of doing things actually going online yeah. and using a chat room to it's like an MSN chat I think type thing do you remember them days, Rick? Oh. I do, yeah, 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 yeah. The MSN chat days. I do. ASL. Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit, hit 555 for cyber. Right, that's one of them, yeah. <laughs> what do you hit? 777? That's the kinky stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I said you don't want to talk about this. No. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, wasn't we going to say something to you, Charlie? Um, about Telegraph running a story? Um... If you want to see an exclusive behind-the-scenes okay. <laughs> feature to celebrate 50 years of Match of the Day, pick up the Telegraph on Saturday. There you go. I'm never going to be invited on again, am I? Plugging <laughs> <laughs> shit. That's all right, it's fine. Um, okay, so we've got Limassol and QPR, our next games. Limassol's on Thursday. As I said, 1882 won't be there because it's not even at home, it's away. There's no, uh, there's no um, TV coverage at the moment. What? No one's picked it up. No. ITV4 or Channel 5, and that's embarrassing. Yeah. That's like, you know, ITV, Thursday nights, Channel 5. We've literally run out of ITVs. It's, yeah. it's a new low. <laughs> They've got free channel. They, they put fucking DIY SOS. <laughs> They'd rather commission that than watch Spurs. 12-year-old 60-second makeovers uh, preferred to <laughs> Spurs in Europe. Rick was once on 60-second makeover, wasn't Really? It? That's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. 60-minute makeover. Sweeney Six, Vintage. Yeah, 60. And do you know what? Uh, oddly enough, it was actually in Tottenham as well. Was it really? Oh. Yeah, it was, yeah. So we're not going to talk were about you... the embarrassment of being involved, just the fact that it was in Tottenham. Were you pleased with the results? Yeah, I was. Uh, I was pleased that uh, I got paid for the day. Uh, that that was a good result, and they catered very well. But uh, okay. d- d- during <laughs> d- during this part, right, we were uh, painting three walls terracotta and one black, and then one of the walls there was going to be pictures mounted on it. <laughs> and uh, while I was painting away, uh, some bloke nudged me and went, "Hey, mate." Uh, that was supposed to be terracotta, not black. <laughs> so, with wet black paint, I painted terracotta over, over this black <laughs> Luckily, it's behind the door, but it was ridiculous. <laughs> it's fucking horrific. And that, that, that show, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's awful. Wow. It is, it's terrible. <laughs> All right, uh, probably not as bad as the game's going to be on Thursday. Limassol, if we don't win 5 or 6, 7 nil, We're not going to win 5 or 6 nil. We might do. We might do, but it's... Didn't they beat Zenit? Yeah. Well, no, they, no, no, no they lost. Zenit beat them. But it was close. Yeah, you no, know, yeah. but I, I think uh, they uh, won their home game against Zenit and then Zenit beat them... They lost 3-0 right. or 1-0. Well, we talked about this last week on the pod, Rick. Start fucking listening to the podcast. If I'm not on it, I don't listen. I know, you made that abundantly clear. <laughs> Even if I am on it, I don't listen. <laughs> Consistent, yeah. At least he's consistent. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah. So Europa League. Let's start with that. I mean, Soldado didn't um, play, so you'd imagine that he's going to start. Yeah. Um, the Tonga didn't play, so you imagine he's going to start. Dawson. 
Big D. Most of the World Cup boys. It'd be interesting to see if they're Paulinho. eased back into it on Thursday. Do you think actually the starting lineup against West Ham was reflective of his best team, or just that the fitness levels? I don't think the back four. I mean, you'd assume Walker starts at right back. Uh, yeah, yeah. You'd assume Jan comes back in. Does Does uh, Paulinho play? I don't know. I, think, I was I a huge, huge Paulinho apologist all last season, but the World Cup even just about finished me off. It was getting a bit embarrassing, sort of trying to mount this flimsy defence of a distinctly average footballer, clearly. I mean, mm. I don't know. He's, he's, it's just he's Brazilian, that's it. Yeah. He played for England. He's not even got a cool Brazilian name though, he just sounds like a bloke on a stag dude. Yeah. It? <laughs> <laughs> just sort of something you put on the back of a polo shirt. shirt. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't I don't rate him either. Um So you won't be back in the team or you will be or what? I hope not. I hope, I hope I don't see him again. I think the most interesting <laughs> <laughs> ever again. I think the most interesting part of any lineup that we're gonna do is that kind of free uh, the inside forwards and the and the and the attacking midfielder. Mm. Because everyone he plays, probably bar Lennon, and I feel bad for saying that given the service he's done to us. And when I say service, it means being mediocre for 10 years. Wow. But more or less. There's, there's a, a total of about eight months of football where he was very good. Okay. Uh, anyway, right, if you include Lennon, that is being. What, Lennon fans. What are those, <laughs> what are those, uh, those three players going to be? Because anyone is exciting. Like Townsend coming in, that's going to be exciting. If Ericsson plays and. And Lamella plays. I'd probably play Lamella again. I think he needs play, football. Yeah. yeah, he needs football regularly. So I think he may start, but I think I Kane think, will start. Yeah, I think if Chadley's not too busy, he'll, he'll play. <laughs> oh yeah, Chadley. Mm. Yeah. I think yeah. I'd, I imagine it would be Kane, Chadley, maybe Townsend, sort of behind Soldado would be my. So Ch- Kane in like a number ten. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe, maybe Holtby might might get the nod up there. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he yeah. seems to be Ericsson's sort of de facto backup, perhaps, at this yeah. stage in the season. Yeah, and he did well and kind of asserted himself in the game. Yeah, he did. I think, I think all, of, all the subs on Saturday worked brilliantly, actually. Um, I was actually a bit worried he was going to bring on, because normally there's at least one sub and no one really agrees with, but the subs he made were, were really good. And they were bold as well. Yeah. I mean, to bring on Townsend and Holtby at, at the point he did, it was, it was encouraging that he was sort of willing to... To go for the neck a bit. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. I mean, I think Mickey has made his point in another podcast. Spursy pod, good pod. But he made a point. He'd rather us um, lose a game trying to win it than you know losing without putting up a fight or anything. Absolutely. And he kept yeah. trying to win the game all the way through to the end. And I hope this is a sign of things to come. But Drayton, how would you think if we'd lost the game, given that he'd run out balls out? You'd think he's being naive. Well, That's what we'd be saying now, probably. Well, well yeah. I mean, Sunday's game, I mean, Saturday game. I don't really know what to make of it. I mean. It reminded me of Palace, the opening game last season, in that we won, we won one nil, and it wasn't an amazing performance. But I think we're like, well, we've got all these new players. We're going to be better. We're going to be better. Yeah. But I think now it's a bit like, well, we've got the win, a historic win, and that, that's what that's what counts. It just struck me that it's going to take a bit of time for that system to really sort of for the players to get it properly because yeah. it involves an awful lot of work. And I, I know you guys have spoke on the podcast before about. Fearing that when we come up against against better teams, they're just going to pass around it, and yeah. that really sort of came home to me watching that first half. Even when we had eleven men, that even West Ham were able to just sort of pass little triangles through that sort of front four, yeah. and suddenly it's kind of six on six almost, and that terrifies me if we're going to, you know, do that against sort of City or Liverpool or Arsenal or whoever else. Well, we've got Liverpool next week, so we have. 
but you know, I, I just hope that it's a system that the players pick up, and you know, Southampton picked picked it up quickly. Perhaps with a, a different set of players and a different set of egos, it yeah. might take a little bit longer for us. And it, I think it will also take them a bit of time to figure out which of our players will actually get it. Because I think a lot of the midfielders in particular, I mean, I can't see, say, Dembele being able to play at that, that pace and that tempo. Yeah. Paulinho mm. doesn't strike me as that yeah. type. I mean, watching uh, Liverpool, Southampton on Sunday, seeing, seeing Schneiderlin really sort of brought home that that position is so important for that system to have a central midfielder set the tempo and set the pace of how the pressing yeah, he should did well. he did great and he, he was at full yeah. for a goal I think but he, he did he did very yeah, well yeah I, mean, I saw a stat saying that he ran sort of a, a mile or so more than anyone else on the pitch and I think you know that's what you want you want that heartbeat in the midfield and that's clearly what what he wants and perhaps sort of Ben Celeb or Kapua is that guy sort of further down the line it would be nice to see Sort of how good a coach he actually is, and if he can sort of get that out of our players, but I don't know. I'd be I've still sort of got everything crossed that Schneiderlin comes off, but we'll see. And um, we've got QPR. Yep, the um, return of Redknapp and Corker and Hoddle and Glenn, of course. Oh shit, yeah, big Glenn. That's true. Shit, yeah. There's a lot of Spurs coming back. Kevin Bond. I mean, it's everyone. <laughs> everyone important. <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> Jordan. They're not. Are they still involved with him? He will not change that man, will he? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever happens, yeah. Kevin Bond Joe must... Jordan's going to be milling around the place. Kevin Ed Bond by... must loved Glenn Hoddle coming because it just means he definitely doesn't have to do any coaching now. He's yeah. basically yeah. just there to like... Just, just drives him around. Just get the car ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Warm the car up, Kev. <laughs> Pipe down, mate. <laughs> what you say about running diagonals? Nah, my God. <laughs> Diagonal balls from the back? Nah, Kevin, get in the car, mate. Warm it up. Um... What I mean that that's a more kind of telling lineup, given the fact that Pochettino is going to have his full squad, the players that are in the World Cup. You'd expect them to feature. That might be Dembele, it might be uh, Paulinho. I mean, that's the kind of lineup where we're going to see an actual um, indication of what Pochettino believes to be his best team and who he might sell as well. I think that's the real sort of acid test if that's he a, might go out. That's a good point, actually. Who do you think we might sell, or do you think that's we've got our squad? I mean, there's a big squad there. There's a massive squad. I think. Um... I wanted Norton to go, but that's not going to happen now, let's no. face it. So um, I can see Dawson going if we sign uh, Mustachio or, Never happening. or the, or the Belgian mm-hmm. fellow whose name I can't pronounce. Alderweireld. Yeah, him. If there's one of those two, then I think Dawson will probably go. Probably go to West Ham. They need a centre-back because Collins is suspended now, so they've got no... Got in the it's, it's, one of the, it's one of the central midfielders for me, because even if we don't sign Schneidlin and... That's just an awful lot of people yeah. to, to play in two spots, even, yeah. even with the Europa League. Yeah. I mean, if 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 it looks like Ben Taleb staying, I think he should. I think he was probably our best player in the second half on Saturday, and I think yeah, he, the first half he looked like a lost, yeah, like a lost he, did. he did. Did you see him celebrating with a fan? <clears throat> oh shit! Yeah, the fan went on a bit. He yeah. posted that on Twitter, didn't he? I like him. Yeah, I like him. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's going to be a real big indicator as to what he does with the the team sort of going past September the first because. Yeah. You know, as, as you say, they're all available to him, you'd, you'd expect. And what are your predictions for the game against QPR? Don't forget Limassol, but QPR? Uh, we'll win 2-0. Charlie? I think we'll squeak through 2-1, it'll be tense. I think it'll be a 1-0 win again. I think we're going to uh, genuinely, like, mucking, not mucking about 5 or 6-0. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, if that happened, why, why? Why do you reckon that, though? I, d- I don't know. Just do it. I haven't thought that far, far ahead of... <laughs> I make these jokes and, and people laugh. I've done well. <laughs> uh, no, I just uh, I, I just think um, 
I think it'll be convincing. I think at home, given the way that uh, Pochettino plays his teams, I think QPR will struggle. I don't think they have the quality to circumnavigate than neither the West Ham. And they I did, just they I just worry about Remy. I think yeah. the fact that Remy's still there and we didn't really have to face anything too dangerous on Saturday. And if we are fielding another makeshift back four and we're coming up against pace, which he's got yeah. in abundance, that, that worries me a little bit. But I think we'll have too much for him. And then you've got Cork with a set of pieces as well. Mm. Yes. Yeah. But okay. he's also good for an own goal there and there as well. So. That's true. <laughs> uh, we've got a lot of the next five games are Liverpool, Sunderland, West Brom, Woolwich and Southampton. Again, I know we talked a bit about it last week, but Liverpool... 18 points, yeah? 18 points. I did I did predict 15 before. So 18 points on five games, yeah. That'll keep us top, top of the league. <laughs> <laughs> no, including last week. I've always had those ones. Well, I did, but, I, you know... You, <laughs> Try and make it look a mug in front of my powers. So go on. All right, uh, yeah, so that, that would be 18 points if we uh, nick all those results. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it's pretty bold. <laughs> and uh, top of the league, near, near enough, you're pretty much saying you're safe from relegation in that this point. Yeah, yeah definitely. I think Poch will have to go if we don't get, if we don't get those 18 points. You'd then. expect it. Yeah, I mean, no. yeah, looking at that list, that's gimmies a lot. Did we didn't even talk about Bridge. Uh, what was all about? Um, Davies, sorry. Oh, I said Bridge. Wayne Bridge. Let's talk Wayne about Bridge. Wayne Bridge for five minutes. <laughs> Look at his eyes. Congratulations on your wedding, Wayne. You, <laughs> Look at his eyes. Was you confused that he didn't start? Would you... I, th- I thought he would start, and um, I was a bit I was a bit disappointed that he didn't up. start, but um, I don't know. I don't know why he didn't start. I think Lef- he's very young. I think... I'd sort of forgotten that he's, he's 21 and perhaps it's not the worst thing in the world for him to be sort of drip-fed into to matches. But I, I agree with Ricky. I was, I was disappointed more than anything else. I really wanted to see what yeah. what he was about. And I, I just hope it's not another Hugo Lloris situation when oh, AVB yeah. was mm. at the helm. I just hope we're not waiting months and months for Davis to start. I mean, Is that because you hate Rose? Well, I hate him a little less. But as we said last week, I think in pre-season, Rose did acquit himself very well. And he was improving by the game. And on Saturday, while he wasn't brilliant, he did he did kind of stick to his task and didn't do didn't do terribly. I thought he was all right. Genuinely, I yeah. thought he had a good game. I think yeah. At the very least, now we've got two very competent left backs, yeah. which is an amazing position considering what we were doing last year. Considering so. what we've got at right back, <laughs> <laughs> the left side's really good. Please, DeAndre, come early. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds a bit weird. <laughs> 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 Shit, we're slipping, lads. We're fucking slipping. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, we've got a question from <laughs> Anthony Beale, a uh, long-time listener of the show. Yes, he asks, what's the weirdest place you've ever had a wank? Don't know why I said it like that. That's what I do every time I say that word. Wank. <laughs> Does anyone want to answer this? I don't even know why it's in the running order. I looked at it, I was like, I don't really want to answer it. I would say that as a young man, I was I experimented. <laughs> and um, I, I think that a man, a young man who doesn't spread the seed as he, as he by should. By himself. By himself, around <laughs> places, parking lots and train toilets and stuff like that, he isn't living. So what's your weird one? I ain't yes, you are. Come on, man. You, <laughs> Fuck off. You're under the spotlight. You can't, Ricky, go, you can't say... Ricky, you know stuff about me that no one else does. Yeah, no. Do you know what I think and I Anthony know And Anthony Bill wants to know that stuff as well. Oh, Come on, Flo. Not, not fucking... No, no, no. <laughs> I understand what, what's going on here. I know only people listen to the podcast. I'm not, I'm not doing this. Divulging that. No, I'm not divulging that. Not that. <laughs> I think I've heard a story as well. Have you? 
Okay. Don't worry, Anthony. We'll get it out. Yeah. When the when it's off, I'll. No, I won't even tell you then. <laughs> it's that bad. Um, yeah, Tee, I, 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 I want to hear yours. I, I was liberated. I, I don't really have one quite boring. I tend to just do it at home. Yeah, but that's that's the problem. You're weirder for doing that. You're weirder for staying in your bedroom and, and knocking one out in that respect. It's all right, T. Everyone does it. I don't like my couch, but that's not really weird, is it? Not really, no. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's every day for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Didn't you say that you was you ate uh, computer chairs because it's hard to wank in them because uh, you're at a 90-degree angle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone said, why don't you just like sit on your computer chair and just knock one out? It's like, Paul... I'm on a 90 degree angle, my back's upright and my legs are like, you know, I can't... Is that when like, your willy goes into yourself a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah, it's just really awkward. <laughs> that's, what really? that's what I did most of mine. Yeah, got no issue. Quite a computer. As well-endowed men, we, have, we don't have this issue, Richard. <laughs> I do. I do have that issue, cos I... So what do you do, lie on your back? <laughs> no, no... <laughs> that's awful! Like it's tanking! A little bit of upright as well. A bit of upright. Bit, yeah, well, like a couple of cushions behind yeah, your neck. Yeah, a couple of cushions okay. behind my neck, yeah. Charlie, do you want to play the fifth on this one? Um, I had a few Saturday jobs that were very, very boring, but <laughs> needed enlivening. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. Where did you work? I worked at a popular catalogue-based retail store. Case. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I got you. All right, all right, all right. That's what said. To be fair, I completely understand it. That would be horrible. It was it's talking about ex- existentialism on the terrible crisis. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you, Anthony Bill, for that. Cheers. <laughs> um, okay, next one, slightly more upmarket. It says, if you was f- if you was a fluffer for for a Spurs player, who would it be and why? Why would a Spurs player need a fluffer? This is someone to get him ready for the game. So, does this mean cleaning his boots, or does it generally mean giving performing fellatio? I'm guessing I, think it's I think it's up to us to choose to what extreme we're taking. I'm choosing fellatio. All right, good. Yep. Excellent. <laughs> Definitely. You know, you know, you know what? I, I would. <laughs> I would do. Um, I think I'd probably be a fluffer for Chadley. Do you know why? Because he's gorgeous. What is that? But I reckon he's got a very smooth cock. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. Like a dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and I could cause the least amount of chafing on my hands. So yeah. Him. I'd, go, lips. I'd go Michael Dawson because even if it went really, really badly, it'd be on the Twitter account, on the website on Monday morning saying that we're looking forward to the next time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Give you a good pat on the back. Give a good pat on the back. We're about to try track. harder. Yeah. He gave an honest performance. <laughs> Chadley, definitely, definitely. But Chadley. this is this is because you've. This is about him being attractive. No, 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 no. This is about. Uh... Well, I want something out of it. If I'm going to be a fluffer, don't I? You know. I would choose uh, Brad Friedel because he definitely couldn't get it up. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to put a shitload of work in there. It'd be like, no, it does work. No, I'm, keep going. I'm, actually, I'm actually keep going. I'm rethinking it actually because I'd have like a flaccid old man's that's penis a, in that's my a mouth. Shift. That's a shift. <laughs> shit. So what have I done? <laughs> I mean, al- allegedly, what? Chadley's uh, been a bit generous with the older uh, hot pipe. No, <laughs> so, uh, so you're gonna get chlamydia in the throat. No, 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 no. Oh, so I thought about that. Easy work, easy work, mate. Money for old rope. <laughs> that's, that's what mine should have been for Friedel. That's what mine should have been for Friedel. Literally, money for old. Rope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, someone else. Oh no, we've done. Kevin Jones. Sorry, we answered your question sort of uh, before about Danny Rose and um, um, Davies. Sounds like we all hope that Davies is a. 
event well not before too long going to machine that position right yeah but there, there was a, a kind of a logical argument against him playing in that he's quite he's not the fastest yeah. and he is quite regimented in what he does um, methodical and not the fastest and the, with the kind of game that Pochettino plays sorry who are we talking about Davies. Just, uh, as, okay. just as well our new manager made him his first signing then, really. Yeah, did he sign after <laughs> after Pochettino? Yeah, I mean, with all those signings, you're not quite sure who's signing the players and who wants who, but I think I think it'd be fine, because he's, he's he's clever in possession and he makes sort of good, sensible passes. Sorry, which... I, I just have to give a, a plug for to Trunk's latest video. Oh, it's, oh, it's brilliant. It's so yeah. good. It's so I funny. Fucking... Wetting myself about <laughs> the fucking world. It was quality. Boys are talent. It's uh, it's how did you? Uh, it's, if you just Google to trunk on YouTube or yeah. follow him on Twitter yeah. at to trunk. T H. That's it. Trunk. Yeah, follow him uh, and have a look at his latest videos. Fucking super. The one before was pretty good. That was a bit. The, he came for a bit of stick. Of the oh Daniel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was superb as well. Um. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, thanks, Kevin Jones, for sending that in, even though we mucked it up a little bit. Um, question from Arl... I've done it again already. I haven't known <laughs> him for the last year. Anthony, from uh, who edits the Fighting Cock website, he says, uh, you receive an email from Case, who um, created our website, essentially. Yeah, I did. He says, lads, we need more traffic for the site. I need you to go un- undercover and get a fake chic story. Uh, we can publish on the front page. Who at Spurs do you sting, and how do you get them to reveal all? It's almost the same question as the uh, as number two. Yeah, it is definitely. Does it would involve oral sex? Yeah, <laughs> I, well, I mean, mine's going to be Chadley again because he's going to be easiest to go after, isn't he? It would be given yeah. the, he's in the various uh, kind of behaviour recently. I, t- what is that about? Because I've kind of got remnants of Twitter. Has Chadley been going around banging loads of birds? Is, well, like... is there any evidence to suggest this other than the fact? There, there, yeah. Apparently there, there is. There's, there's not much you can really say without really implicating people. Okay. But, but yeah, yeah it's, so... Um, it's been on the grapevine. Yeah, on the, on the grapevine, um, allegedly... What other words can I use? That's that? enough. Okay. Reportedly. <laughs> well, you know this. You've yeah. been in the news. What I mean, you, you can't say any of this. this okay. <laughs> my Could advice would be just to shut Could up. Could you not say allegedly... You can say allegedly and things like that, but... Does that not help? You're still, you're still making an allegation against an individual. So. You can't say, I've heard, but because you put it in print. Yeah, you would be asked to sort of name your source. And then you go, I'll never reveal my sources. And then you die. And then you die. And then NASA Chadley comes to your front door. How how true is it about um, when you're working for a paper like the Telegraph or the magazine, where you have to genuinely kind of pre- think about what you're writing and protect <laughs> the people that you, who give you the stories? Or is it different? It's a different type of news, um, I guess. Yeah, you have to. I mean, anything a bit dodgy, you've got to run past the lawyers. So, and does that happen often? Um, most times, when you interview someone, they'll say something a little bit sort of hit and miss, perhaps, and you'll. So you have to protect your interviewer? You always protect it's you because you're the ones publishing it. So then it's your problem if it goes to goes to press and someone decides to sue the paper. And what's a, like a, a, a... I know you don't work in sport, but what... Not the sport, obviously. <laughs> Although that would be I, the I wish. I know Close with Loaded. Uh, yeah, yeah, and Zoo. I worked at Zoo for four years. So. What was that like? Uh, as a young man in my early 20s, it was quite the time. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm, you know, I'm older and responsible and married now. So. 
good. Yeah. Fair enough. The well, Telegraph is the right place for me yeah. 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 at this point in my Something career. Like the polar opposite. Yeah, what, pretty much. Uh, what, um, what's it like, though? Do you have much contact with a sports desk at all? Um, a little bit. I sort of walk past and try and sort of see what they're doing. Do you get I think access, most of us do. Access to information. Well, they're not really there an awful lot because they're out and about sort of at grounds or matches or sort of filing match reports and stuff. So when you see someone like Henry Winter, he's a bit of a celebrity around the office. Yeah. I have to sort of contain myself to, from running over to going, please tell me what's happening with yeah. that weird bloke oh, from yeah. Villarreal or Loic Remy <laughs> or Morgan Schleidlin. Tell me the truth. <laughs> and if, uh, you know, like you get like ITK and stuff on, on yeah, Twitter. Yeah. How, how much faith do you put in those people? Absolutely none. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think a lot of the time, even the sports reporters are going on a whisper they may have heard around a, around the training grounds, or you know they've, they've got pages to fill. But and you know I, I don't doubt they're going on good faith. Of course, yeah. they're still they're still sources that are feeding them in, information that may or may not sort of come to fruition. I think, I mean, I think we've all been burnt too many times on Twitter, right? To yeah, yeah. sort of believe any any old sort of ITK. There are some. You some... say that. <laughs> I <laughs> say that every single day. I go on there and I think. Mate, Maybe you are once. making that up. And as soon as I put my phone down, and Musachi, you're <laughs> coming, oh yeah. It's like every time you see like the Metro of Link Tottenham to or whatever, and if it's any other club, I'm like nonsense and then yeah. when it spurs you're like you want maybe to <laughs> straight to wikipedia i mean it makes sense <laughs> you do need our 97th century midfielder <laughs> should we answer the question oh so chadley i'd say i'd say lamella because i think he'd give it up pretty easily he looks a bit terrified of everything so i reckon he wouldn't last long in, oh. in an, an interrogation process i reckon i could outsmart him as well <laughs> That's Mark Walker as well, actually. Yeah, think. that's a good point. Doesn't but seem very smart. You got obviously <laughs> f- f- physically. I was just actually. I use this opportunity to apologise to the people of Yorkshire for my comments last week. I suggested <laughs> that everyone from Yorkshire was uh, a bit slow, and obviously that's not the case. They're human beings like any other people. It's just Carl Walker. Just Carl Walker, and Danny Rose. Uh, so and Michael Dawson. There's a pattern for me. <laughs> Here's a question: Who do we think is the most intelligent player at Spurs? Friedel. Friedel. Do you know when every time I think of Friedel now, I think of Ian Botham? Oh, come on! <laughs> <laughs> Topical. <laughs> what? Come on! What? He does not look like a drop Bruce banana. <laughs> 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 uh, I would have to say Lloris. Yeah. He does seem quite intelligent, actually. Yeah. He's not intelligent enough to have forced a move out of the club this summer, though. Oh, mate, <laughs> not. Silly Hugo. <laughs> so glad he has. But thank you. Thank you, so, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much. We're so grateful. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I've got, I've got no proper answer for that. The, 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 basically, I looked at the running order and realised that that would take way too much for Bardi's too, too um, cerebral, cerebral for that, and I'm much more of a visceral kind of guy. Yeah, I'm that too. Hang on, have I said that right? I don't know about that. means visual, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Forget it. Okay, we'll edit this bit out. <laughs> um, okay, that's it for the Fine Cop Podcast. <laughs> Charlie, thank you so much for coming down. Oh, thanks for having me, boys. It's been Mate, a pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to have you, and you're welcome back whenever. Are you always free on a Monday? Pretty much. My life is uh, fairly mundane. The wife, the wife doesn't mind you. 
popping no, on. No, she was it. excited. She's, oh, was she? Any opportunity for me to rabbit on about this stupid football club to some people that care rather than her. Well, yeah, yeah, fair so, enough. Uh, yeah, she's from an Arsenal family as well. So. Oh, it's yeah. why did this happens a lot. It happens a lot. I mean, she's not. She's She cared little and now it's got a favourite Spurs player and she's got a shirt. Who is and it? Hugo. Mm. She watched that um, that video that was on the Spurs website the other day where we were talking about climbing mountains and beards and stuff and she went a bit weird for half an hour. <laughs> I had to leave her in the spare room. For <laughs> I was going to say, but I wasn't sure if it was all right. Did she disappear for half an hour? She did, yeah. yeah good. <laughs> good. What's your Twitter handle, by the way? Uh, it's just at Charlie Parrish. How did you get a blue tick? I work at the Telegraph. I, mean, I don't deserve it at all. I mean, I think all you boys have got more followers than me. But um, yeah, I, have. I saw the power of uh, <laughs> power of the fighting cock today. You start you start mentioning me and it skyrockets. So, yeah. Yeah. Behold the power of the fighting cock. Yes, long live it. Thank you, mate. A lot of power in this cock. It's enough about Nessa Chapter. Cock of a dolphin. He does, he looks smooth. Yeah, I reckon so too. He looks smooth. Not a hair below his eyebrow. Beautiful. That's the name of the podcast, isn't it? Chadley and dolphins. Smooth as a dolphin. Chadley's smooth as a dolphin. There you go. Okay, you can download The Fighting Cock uh, from iTunes. You can get it on YouTube as well. Every single episode of The Fighting Cock is put up on YouTube, so if that's easier for you, then use that. Yeah. And, and if you've taken uh, an hour out of your day to listen to this, yeah. take 30 seconds to write a review on uh, iTunes. iTunes. Yeah, because you know what? Some of the, the most reputable podcasts have loads of reviews on iTunes, and because Windy, uh, Windy, sorry, Spooky fucked up about two years ago. Yeah, the feed, yeah. He fucked up our feed, and we had to start again, essentially, from scratch. We said a prick for doing that, by the way, Spook. Um, we lost all of our reviews, so go on our iTunes uh, account and review us. Five star, that shit. No, be honest. Oh. All right, five stars. Yeah, yeah five star. Uh, yeah, more more of a lazy three this week, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't judge it on this week. <laughs> I, I, I won't be here every week. I'm not worried. <laughs> judge it on your favourite episode. <laughs> uh, also, we have an app. It's free on Android and it's free on iTunes, iOS, iPhone, iOS. You can get it on iTunes. Yep, that's good. Free All the eyes. <laughs> All the eyes. And uh, we've got a fanzine. I know you, you hadn't seen it. No, I hadn't seen it. There it is, Ricky. Is that mine? No. Oh, for fuck's sake. It's mugging me. It might be off to the <clears throat> No, it's not. It's the one I gave uh, someone else. Oh. But you can have a look at it. Oh, touch brilliant. it. Oh. I will sort you out. Charlie, did you order one? I have ordered one. I ordered one the other day, actually. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. It's All beautiful. Right. That, that is a dream photo. I had, uh, I've basically had an issue with the printer at, at home, and that's why none of the fans... Why, is our, why does our programme not look like this? It's true. What a, the propaganda that you see down the, on the high road isn't something that we would ever affiliate with. Affiliate with. Yeah, no, this is beautiful. Order it now. Yes. Absolutely. Can, I, can I genuinely not take this home? No, you can't. No, you For can't. fuck's sake. But I will sort you out. Don't worry, Rick. You'll be sorted. All right, that's it from the Fighting Cup podcast. Thank you, everyone, for downloading. We'll yeah. see you soon. Bye. 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 Felonious filth. Felonious filth. How are you doing? Hey, good. How you doing? I'm, I'm good. How you doing? I'm, I'm good. Brick it, brick it, brick it, brick it, brick it, brick it, brick it. What?
Network. Sports Social Podcast 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 Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.